You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You're listening to The Mando Show, a podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week we catch up on The Bad Batch Season 2 episodes, Faster, Entombed, and Tribe. everybody to the mando show man has it been a crazy three weeks and we have three shows that we're talking about talking about bad batch before we get to that let's do some introductions right yeah hi guys hey hello hi what's uh first off i'd like to say welcome back to sacramento guys (laughs) we're here (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep half of us uh, weren't even in town for quite some time. Yep. Been out and abroad doing stuff. Others of us have been nose to the grindstone. So, anyway, uh, without further ado, um, where are we going to start here? Everything we we changed up all our seating today, so we're going to start to the left of me is the one and only. Oh, Joe. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, you're on my left, Joe. Yeah, I got you. Other left. <laughs> the other <laughs> left. I was mirrored. This is Joe, uh, unapologetic Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah, here, podcaster. Great. Glad you made it back home safe. Too. Yeah. I almost got Bakersfield. Ooh. Yes. Oh. No, no bueno. No bueno. All right, and uh, kitty corner for me. Uh, Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. And across the table from me is the one, the only, Chad the Resident Mandalorian. (sighs) You are amazing. (laughs) The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes meh. (laughs) That was me. Or that. Hey, uh, thanks for making it, Chad. Appreciate it. Yeah, just came back uh, from Tejas today. Watched a lot of Star Wars on the plane. Um, I finished watching Obi-Wan and I was like, oh, we must be there. No, <laughs> no. Solid hour left. Wow. <laughs> Dang. Long flight. Cool. Well, uh, glad you made it back home safely. Mm-hmm. Everyone back safe and sound. Yeah. So, um, can I say something real quick? No. It's about Bakersfield, so. but it's cool. Uh, I just want <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was at a, a Disney convention there and, uh, so we got some Mando stuff, uh, that I will be sharing in the next couple of weeks, but, uh, we did run into one of our listeners uh, Sasquatch Efren. Oh, uh, he, oh, nice. Yeah, he stopped by, so I hung out with him and uh, the family. So, shout out to our boy Efren. We call him Sasquatch. Yeah. What up, Efren? Cool dude. Squatch. So, nice seeing you again, man. So, very cool. See, here I was about to ask, like, what were you guys doing on your trips? Oh, so sorry. Thank, thanks for jumping ahead. I'll rewind. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, what were you doing on your trip? Well, you see, I went to Bakersfield. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh, what, what about you, Chad? Just uh, a family, family trip? Catching or? up with friends who are about to have a bebe. Oh. And uh, we played some video games. We d- had a LAN party, which Ooh, if, if that's you're not a nerd, school. it's where you all get together and you play play on your own servers. and You actually sit in a room. Yeah. Or in a house. And somebody looked either really sad or really happy. Happy. <laughs> Very Face happy. to the keyboard is what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> Very happy. Oh, I remember those days. That That's when the actual yeah. smack talking had real life consequences. <laughs> yeah. You just yell at someone across the room exactly. and throw a stapler at their head. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, I miss those Streamliner days. to the head. Those are great. Anyway. All right. So. Cool. We are going to start. At, we're talking about Bad Batch. That is the current Star Wars uh, show that is out right now on Disney Plus. We are into episodes three, four, and five. Fast, Entombed. Four, five, and six. Four, oh, five, four, and six. I'm sorry. Four, five, and six. My bad. Fast, Entombed, and Tribe. Mm-hmm. 
So we are going to start backwards with tribe. No, just kidding. Faster. We're going to start. It's faster, we're going to start with faster. Okay, we're going to start with faster. Um, pretty quick synopsis of this. Uh, for a second, I thought we were going to get the old podcast racing thing again. Um, though it was very, very similar. Similar. To yeah. That. yeah, the pod yeah. racing was. Uh, yeah, it totally had that vibe. Yep, uh-huh. it sure did. Uh, so the uh, how? What what is what is her name? The the Omega Sid Le, no Sid, Sid. Sid. Yes, thank you Sid uh, Sid 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 oh, oh Sid. Sid I tried to block her out I, I do too I'm not a fan of that character it's yeah. still not growing on me yeah maybe growing like I know negative. I know we'll, we'll cover the ending of this when we get to it but I felt like this episode was a waste because we already knew we didn't like and or trust Sid so I felt like it didn't really need yeah it. like yeah right duh. when we got to that to that point I'm just like yeah yeah duh. <laughs> like we knew that <laughs> yeah yep. Yeah, I don't know if that was just trying to telegraph it for the for the children's or what. I don't know. For the people in back, we're going to make it really clear. Very clear. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So um, we don't know where um, Echo and uh, Hunter. Hunter. We don't know where. No, we don't know where. No, no. Hunter was with them. And and, and Hunter. Hunter, Echo and Hunter uh, are off doing something which was not made clear. I don't know if they're going to, at this point in time, they've not circled back around to let us know what they were doing. Actually, it says that they were on a mission to deliver 50 cases of Nerf nuggets. Bro, Nerf herders. That's messed Uh. up. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Because they're Elite Force 99. Yeah. So Nerf nugget, which apparently uh, tech regarded as a huge waste of their skills. Accurate. Accurate, yeah. very accurate. accurate. As long as they deliver them to a Galaxy's Edge, you know, we got something new to eat. Bah. That story, uh, that little side note, almost as useless as Entombed. Oh, Anyways. Ooh. Ooh, a little shot, foreshadowing. Shot fired. Foreshadowing. Sorry, guys. Okay, anyway, so um, Sid rounds up the remaining three, uh, Omega, Tech, and Wrecker. And forces them into bodyguard duty. They go to a planet. They're supposed to be delivering something. Get caught up in a race thing. Bet side old uh, acquaintance of Sid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sid's there. Sid's there to, to to get a droid, which actually was funny. But who was that voiced by? Uh, ben Schwartz. Mm-hmm. You know him from Parks and Recreation. He also worked on BB-8 in the Force Awakens. Here we go. Uh, he's a droid pilot for this. Uh, what what was the Ko? Yeah, no, no, not his name, but the racing was called something specific. It wasn't podcast. It wasn't pod racing. It was, uh, what was it? That's how forgettable that part Robot was. Robot frequent death racing. <laughs> Battle bots. Battle bots. Something racing. Hyperrod? Hyperrod? No. No, that's not it. It was, it was some kind. Of, and I watched this. I actually watched the episode more than once. And I actually, I'm just going to say spoilers, um, <laughs> kind of enjoyed this episode. You know, uh, for Te- for the, for some of the things that were lacking, but some of it was was fun to watch. Teo was really enjoyable. His his comedy dialogue was very uh, accepted reprieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that self-assured, cocky, yeah. cocky uh, <laughs> robot, pat witty pate patter mm-hmm. was pretty funny. No, I thought. Yeah, he's he's the type of like he's so annoying. You like him? That's how I took it. Mm-hmm. And no. then to his fate, his fate. Oh yeah, Hilarious. I loved, and that paid off in his fate, his final fate. I'm like, Haha, it, it absolutely fate. did. Yeah, the fate. fact that he just got run over by another racer at the end, right Bam! before the final mm-hmm. race or the race that was supposed to be going. I guess I just so, can't handle somebody talking in first person all the time. That's third, third person. Third person. Whatever. Third yeah. person. Well, <laughs> I was Udi, hoping he got ran over it earlier. Yeah, Udi <laughs> doesn't understand why he don't like people talking. <laughs> Well, Joe, would tell Udi. <laughs> <laughs> Derek thinks you both need to just stop because Derek thinks. No, anyway. Uh, all right. So uh, we do meet Teo. I mean, okay. So three out of four of us thought he was funny. And uh, he's supposed to be Sid's moneymaker. He's going to make, you know, she's His invested in him. Yeah. And, uh, but he gets smashed up in a little, I, I guess everything that happened in the race that they showed him in. Uh, that Sid made the bet on with her former acquaintance that showed up. Big, big brute of a man, which of an alien. I was excited to find out he was voiced by Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Who, if you don't know who that is, that's Winston from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. crow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that again. Like, was going with the old guy in the first episode? 
her second episode. I'm like, that voice sounds familiar. Then I saw the credits. I'm like, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. They did yeah. sound familiar. The that char- voice did sound familiar. Yeah. The characters grin. Millet. Milledry, I guess. That is who. That character yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. So Space big, Winston. Big, big guy. Another underworld kind of boss-ish type of character. Mm-hmm. Well, you see his species in Force Awakens in the cantina, Maz's cantina, where uh, when they see BB-8, and there's that... She doesn't have a character, but she, there's a, a female that's leaning against a big alien oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that uh, reports to the First Order that they're BB-8 droids. Right, there. right. So the, he, the character she was leaning on was his species. Oh, okay. uh, Dowington. Dowington. I'm going to try to pronounce that. D-O-W-U-T-I-N. Sure. Yeah. That's the backstory. It's the same person. Yeah. (laughs) He just gained a lot of weight. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so uh, there's a bet, and they play dirty, of course, in the uh, race, and Sid loses because Teo gets taken out. Um, so Omega has the bright idea to double down twice, on the right? Thing. Mm-hmm. No, it was just double down. No, no, he got taken out twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got yeah. finally taken out right before the, yeah. the yeah. race. The second race was about to start. Right. Right after they, got, they repaired him and put him all back, back into, you know, strip shape and then bam. Yeah. And then he stood out a little too far in the pits and one of the uh, ships came in and just wiped him off the face of existence and that was the end of that so uh in steps tech who had been very astutely scanning and calculating and paying attention and doing all the things that tech does and mm-hmm. all that so you just saw coming from I, away. I feel like tech is getting built up to i feel like this might be the season of tech honestly mm-hmm. yep um, for all the things that we've seen him doing, he's not only brains, but he is also physically capable. Uh, he's not afraid, and he uh, moves on with the plan when it the odds are in his favor. So, um, logic-based character that's Hyper-logic. very very intelligent, mm-hmm. but also it doesn't stop at that. Usually, a lot of characters they're all brain, no no physicality, but he has the ability to do things physically also. So. Uh, he steps in as the pilot, and you know those of us who <laughs> like to predict things knew it was pretty much a done deal. He was going to win it. Mm-hmm. This is where I started thinking, though, that you start. Th- I don't know. You start thinking like the end game, on like where these characters are going, even after season one. Mm-hmm. And I think like these handful of uh, episodes, especially this one, is where you start to see where they could possibly disband. Uh, and kind of go their own ways towards at the end, you know, and he's kind of proving he's more than just a analyzer and, you know, brain. He can actually do something and probably hide out. So, which I did like that about this episode because I, I did so far this season. It's like the, the only characters that are getting kind of, uh, <clears throat> in my opinion, a decent storyline is Tech and the one episode with uh, um, Crosshair. Mm-hmm. No, Nobody else has really done mm-hmm. anything yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we 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 haven't gotten an arc even in Omega really a little bit, but not too much. Nothing in Wrecker, nothing in Hunter, not really anything in Echo. So yeah, I mean, I you're you're spot on. I think we're getting heavy doses of tech and and seeing him and and yeah, you, I think you're absolutely right. I had that same feeling. Like, what are we? What are they getting set up for? Where are we going with this? And then you're beginning to see their changes again. That I've mentioned it before. The the family aspect is you know not uh military but family now and that's going to continue to develop clearly it's continuing to develop so it is i'm I'm curious what where they're going to go yeah yeah well i mean the fact that they were split up shows that they're not moving it just as a military unit they're comfortable you know a couple going here a couple going there um omega as we see starts being able to call the shots a few here and there and uh it is starting to get treated a little bit more like a um spoiled a little bit of a spoiled daughter where the the dads are having a little hard time saying no to to her her ideas and stuff i mean is it encouragement like yeah that's a good idea we're gonna go with it or is it spoiling like we don't want to say no to her because (laughs) we we want to spoil her Mm -hmm. um i don't i can't tell if it's 
I mean, I, I feel like maybe it's a 50-50 mix on it, actually. So anyway, um, tech, you know, the, the race is exciting. It's fun. You know, they pull a couple of, of things uh, as the race goes on, you know, a couple elements of danger. But when it comes down to it, we know the tech was going to pull it off and it, was, it wasn't going to be too big of a deal. Um, but it was still fun to watch. I like, uh, I like race, things that are fast and racings myself. So I enjoyed uh, that aspect of it. It wasn't overly complicated storyline or anything like that. Of course, it was pretty. It kind of had that old George Lucas, American Graffiti Hot Rod vibe to it, which mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. original, original Star Wars. Yep. Yep. And that's probably why it was, I was okay with this yeah. episode. It didn't bother me. Um, you know, it had some of the comedy elements. It had a little bit of the, the heavy-handed overtones of Sid's, you know, a shadow, like not to be trusted kind of person, like you were saying. Um, which, but we all knew that already, mm-hmm. so not no surprise there. Uh, but definitely building on Tech's character for sure. This episode, so you know, we we get to see a little bit of a Wrecker and Omega's interaction. <laughs> you know, definitely a big brother little sister mm-hmm. kind of vibe happening with those two or or is it big sister little brother i yeah. can't tell yeah, right? yeah. For, you know um so but going back to the end game thing record so far is just he, he might end up just as somebody's muscle because he was going to like flex on the dude and even tech was like nah mm-hmm. our military advantage would not fit right here right now even though we can cut him out if we wanted to yeah yeah so um anyway they walk away scot-free and uh you know i think that's the end of the racing days for the group though so um teo is completely destroyed and i think that ship was their little racer pods probably just got sold off or whatever they can salvage and went back home so anyway um pretty much the end of that episode not a lot of groundbreaking stuff like i said it was fun it was a fun race if you like races if you like a little bit of um excitement which i do obviously i've mentioned that that i like that in my star wars uh episodes and stories um, i like the music kind of went different on this episode and went more electronic um kind of like fast and the furious style as the race was going mm-hmm. which is pretty cool kind of shows how good of a composer he actually he really is so the music to me st- stood out and, and the animation of the action of course top notch i mean we've been we, we could talk about that to our ears are bleeding but the, uh, the animation is definitely getting stepped up more and more and more, and you will see it even further um, in uh, Tribe, that episode, mm-hmm. which I was going to bring up for, specifically for that episode because I was watching and there was some, some parts of it that I was like, man, just amazing. So anyway, but uh, yeah, no, of course, as what we have very much gotten used to, anything that has to do with Star Wars is top of the line whatever they're doing there there is no shortage of excellence when it comes to the music the animation the special effects all that stuff so that's always on par we haven't had any anybody dressed in our clothes hanging out halfway out of a corridor in some time (laughs) so (laughs) he's gone now it never happened (laughs) all right did they did they edit it they erased him did they yeah (laughs) (laughs) Ah <laughs> oh, man for those of you that don't know what we're talking about is that a little little uh, guffaw that happened on uh, mandalorian season two <laughs> somebody was in the background that should not have been there anyway yeah. so um so other than that i mean how'd you guys feel about this episode uh let's start with joe because i know joe was like yeah it was good but it was, it was one of those that when it was over it was like all right, cool. Uh, going to put watch National Treasure now. <laughs> okay. What about you, Udi? Say, I mean, not quite as bad as Joe. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Tao. That was the uh, that was the funnest part about that. Um, after it was done, I was like, okay. And the word filler came to mind, but fun, like filler, but fun. So that that's how I view it. Fun filler. <laughs> Okay. What about you, Chad? It's non-story progressing filler, and it was a waste of an episode. Okay. I think. And how do you really feel? Yeah, no. No. 
Just I mean, I, I hate having a harsh take, but I also hate as a fan getting filler. That's why I don't watch a lot of anime anymore because I hate. I would, you know, like I used to really enjoy Bleach. It has 800 episodes. There's maybe about 300 worth watching. So more than half the show is not worth watching. Mm-hmm. And Bad Batch is kind of getting that way. And I don't, I don't care to watch shows like that. This is, this is me. No, no, I get it. I get it. Okay. So, uh, without further ado, and if you guys feel differently than us, you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. Shoot us, shoot us a, a message on our socials by the way good time joey what what are the socials again instagram mando show podcast and on twitter at mando show pod all right so moving on to entombed um i almost want to hand the mic over to someone else to talk about this one because i did not enjoy this episode at all the coolest the part that i liked about this episode was the soundtrack because the there were obvious nods and throwbacks to uh, indiana jones and mm. you know just being you know a just huge george lucas fan obviously so i love indiana jones too um getting that was like a fun nod especially when it's kind of like the uh the arc music, the Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of journey to go find this this treasure, mm-hmm. um, but it's filler. Yeah, yeah. It's and filler. and for me, when it began, and then you know, entombed, and automatically I went to thinking about treasure hunting in Indy, and I'm like, okay, cool. I hope I'm. I hope we're gonna get like the adventure seeking, tomb raiding, you know, uh, ancient artifact hunting episode. And kind of, I mean, really, but it was boring. It was boring. I'm like, I don't, I never had that moment of like, you know, dun, 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 if you want to go Raiders, you know, that, that, like that moment of triumphant kind of like, oh, and danger and the whole thing, it just landed flat. And I didn't, I was like, ah, oh, was, I was let down. I haven't, I, I've watched every other episode so far this season more than I've watched them more than once, except for this one. I'm like, I don't even want to watch this one again because maybe it was my fault thinking that I was going to be more and not getting more. I was like let down and maybe that's my own fault. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm with Chad and, and you, I'm like, and you, Derek. I, yeah. So if it had been something like uh, a treasure seeking thing or tomb raiding thing, like we saw in rebels with Ezra going through the Jedi training, they found a Jedi temple and you know, that, that kind of thing, was done and it was done well. Oh yeah. You know, and it was for a purpose to it. This was just a, hey, there's might be a thingy to go find that we might be worth something. Mm-hmm. And we have this character that we've briefly met uh, who is, they're now trying to make it seem like she's been sitting at the bar for many days retelling the stories. I mean, so much so that the guys are already tired and have reheard her stories many many times over already and v yep that is not you know that's like like a shortcut into trying to let us know what this character is supposed to be about yeah or or that or how much time has passed you know she was introduced at the beginning of the season and now she's suddenly there so much so that the Bad Batch has heard all her stories already and they're tired of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? So that's that's the jump in logic there. And then here comes Omega, and this is the part where I was talking about where it seems like she might be just kind of like a little spoiled child because she's all excited about this thing, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, okay, I guess we'll go, mm-hmm. even though none of the guys want to go. But she's all excited because she's buying into this thing that this character that we are meant to feel like has been there for a while, which we don't second time we've ever seen her mm-hmm. is saying we should go. So it was just like the whole MacGuffin followed for yeah. a thing. And, and you know, and the treasure turns out to be a big weapons platform, which wasn't even that big of a deal of a weapons platform. We've seen bigger, better weapons platforms. Come on. I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. It just, maybe it's because we've seen too much. Maybe we've seen too many different shows and we've seen something like this play out before in so many other shows that it just wasn't exciting for us. I mean, that could be just, no, we're, I, I we're think too old to enjoy it. <laughs> well, no, I, I think I think that's fair. I think because when when we're going to be presented with um, the idea of an adventure and all that, then if it doesn't deliver to that level, we kind of just we'd look and go like, meh, it, it wasn't there. Now, looking at it like a nine year old, ten year old, you know, maybe maybe they would be a lot more into it because they haven't, they don't have that that depth of knowledge and experience and what we've all seen and read and, and all of that. So maybe I think at a baser level for people who haven't been, they may get more out of it. But yeah, for, for guys like us, we're just like, there was nothing there. I nothing thought the there. clues lighting up was pretty. Oh yeah. It's like, Oh look, we got to go here and then turn it that way. We're like, uh, <laughs> okay. It's like a Lego. It's like, you know, bad batch Lego uh, solve that, that puzzle. We're just six episodes in, and I don't understand why we're watching this season yet. I feel like as as a story, that's bad for your viewership. I agree. If you're six episodes in, and you don't know why you're watching. At the beginning, I thought we were going to get a pretty clear, yeah, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. message of it that they were going to get away from doing these pointless missions and find mm-hmm. meaning in their life. And here we, yeah. You know, we're at episode six or right, well, right now we're talking about episode five and it's still like we're, they're just, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. We're just killing, mm-hmm. killing time. Well, but, I was going to say this, save this for the end, but I was going to say the MVP of the season was whoever put the trailer together because the trailer was amazing <laughs> and seeing all the Imperial right. stuff going on. I was uh-huh. excited. I thought that's, but <clears throat> yeah, you know, we'll get to it well, later on. How, how many episodes are for the, in this season? 16. Yeah. So we got 10 to go. Mm-hmm. Two to the halfway point, and we still don't know what the season's about. Right. Yeah, and, and, and for me, that, that isn't good. Uh, you know, we can talk about Rebels and other, and other shows when we have and how they may have had a slow beginning, Clone Wars. But I think that is, I, I think you've hit on, Chad, you've hit on, on the main issue with Bad Batch. We don't have that. Even with, with with every other animation that I can think of, we've had a an underline at the bare minimum, an underlying feeling of where we're going. We don't have that yet. We kind of got it in season one near the end. We kind of started getting the idea, but we definitely. You're right, Joe. The trailer gave us gave us that sense of we're going to get that now. We're going to get the full on roll into where they're going, the Imperial, how they're fighting, where and and they're evolving into being a greater force for good in the in the galaxy and here we are on another MacGuffin hunt and here we are on like doing Sid's bidding and here we are with Omega again I'm like come on guys yeah, like, even, let's go even let's Clone go. Wars had like it was laying it was laying groundwork stuff we've never seen before Rebels same thing things we've never seen before even Resistance exactly I mean yeah. things we've never seen before yeah. and it was a lighter tone show and that's mm-hmm. what was a joy about it but nothing's really original yet on Bad Batch. I'm, I'm, I'm having faith. I know if people are loving the show and I'm, I'm not saying just because yeah. I don't like it or <clears throat> so far you guys don't like it that it, they're wrong because, you know, there's Star Wars could be for different people. Just again, mm-hmm. we're, we're nothing on the show's uh, mm-hmm. appealing to me yet except the animation, mm-hmm. <laughs> except the music. Yeah, I mean, and and like we, we've said and Derek says all times, like if you like it, good. Like, we're all happy that, that you like it, but it, it, it feels like it's under it's under um, performing, it's under delivering on what I think it could be. Because you take the premise of Bad Batch and you think about that, you know, and you think about what it could do, and they are, I mean, if they get to a point where they're actually a greater force for good in the galaxy, man, they are slow walking the hell out of it right now. And I keep on wanting to get like Hunter and Tech and Echo and just getting these story arcs where you get a better idea of where they are and where they're going to go. And they're just not doing it. I'm like, man, I'm starving for something deeper. Even Omega, like give me a deeper thing of Omega. What happened with her? Where? And, and we're not, they're, they're not getting there yet. Like, let's pick it up here. Let's get going. So are we just being impatient? Uh, I think after, after a season and a half, no. 
Or a season and a third? We're not no. quite at a season and a half yet. Season and a third? They're just all so resigned to their fate of working for um, Sid. Like, there's like there was like one mention in dialogue, like, Rex is out there doing something we should be doing more in, like, what was that, the first episode? Mm-hmm. But, like, we're six episodes in, and they're just doing all these jobs for Sid. Like, there's not even really them complaining about really being there anymore or trying to get out anymore. They're just like, hey, let's do a job. Let's do a job. Like, it's... The missions of SIDS, the adventures of the Bad Batch, and there's just no, it's, there's no tie into the Empire, the Rebels, and Star Wars. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and finish off Entombed here. Basically, I mean, like you said, quality-wise for the work that went into it, it's all Mm top-notch, but story-wise, the four of us found it pretty lacking and, and not... They almost didn't get away, they got away, same as last episode. Yeah, not, not really worth doing unless for some reason something ties back in i keep hoping that that these episodes will tie back in later on Mm -hmm. maybe we don't see the relevance of it now and later on in the season we'll see what the whole point of the whole uh, of all this was um so you know part i'm still hoping that, that that'll be a case even though we're not happy with it now later on they'll tie it all back in and we'll be all oh that's why we got to see that and that will make us happy mm-hmm. I, I feel you know but as far as what chad was saying so entombed over done with we're going to move on to tribe mm-hmm. and uh i feel like this might be the beginning with this episode of what chad was just saying them moving on and finding a reason to do something mm-hmm and then just sitting at SIDS. So, um, beginning of Tribe, uh, here, they, here they are again, doing another mission, mm-hmm. dropping off some some supplies of or some chain codes is what it was that Tech made. Tech Delivering made. galactic fake IDs <laughs> yeah. for the Bad Batch. Good yeah. job, guys. That's, that's what they were All doing. All you need is a trench coat. Yeah. Chain codes? Custom-made okay. chain coats to a bunch of robots, to a bunch of droids, a whole droid cartel. And, uh, of course, um, Omega, the instigator of everything they do now, <laughs> it seems. I see um, a pattern here. Yeah, the pattern's getting a little old. Uh, here's some sounds in this ship that uh, she finds concerning, goes looking, and who do we see? Who do we see? Kanji. Who do we see? Who do we see? Who do we see? A Wookiee. A Wookiee. The Wookiee. And a young Wookiee mm-hmm. at that. Yeah, Gunji. Yeah, no, yeah. It turns out to be Gunji. You're right. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler okay. alert. <laughs> For those of you that don't remember, Gunji it was one of the uh, young, uh, one of the younglings uh, back in Clone Wars. Uh, what was it? Season six? No, it's like three, I think. Oh, it was way back when what it was way back. Ahsoka was helping Yoda with younglings doing their testing to find their um wow, I forgot the name of the, the crystal. Kyber. The Kyber crystal. Thank you. Finding their very own Kyber crystal for their uh lightsabers. And uh it's the first time I believe we saw we've seen a Wookiee Jedi. And it was a youngling by the name of it was in the episode called The Gathering. Okay. So it was uh, Gun- Gunji? Gunji. So it turns out that Gunji is here being uh, held by these robots, these uh, droid, oh, what, black market, marketeers, I don't know what, what smugglers. they are. Yeah. Droid smugglers. Droid smugglers. With the big uh, plate heads. I don't know what, what was it? But if you think of it pretty huge that he's still a surviving Jedi, mm-hmm. you know, at a young Wookiee age. I mean, what, the first Jedi we saw since the first episode? Since uh, Caleb? Yeah. Cannon Jars? Yeah, but that was going back to Order 66, so mm-hmm. not, nothing current. Nobody yeah, current. Yeah. So, first current Jedi we've seen in a Bad Batch is him. So, what? Season five. Oh, see? I knew it wasn't that far back. Yeah. Or that early into Clone Wars. Mike, give me a second. I'll get it for you. I'll find yeah. it. Okay. Yep. So, um, and 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 I was I liked the character, so oh, I was yeah. happy to oh, see yeah. that character. Again. Yeah, I was too. 
so, uh, and of course, they blow up their deal because uh, now it's about saving the Wookiee. And uh, lots of droids drop. They get out. They have the Wookiee. And uh, we get to go to Kashik. But I did like that he was scared of Hunter and them because they look like mm-hmm. clones. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you actually, for the first time, you actually see Hunter kind of like, you know, almost feel like, well, kind of like we do Omega, but, you know, kind of go off script and like we got to protect him or take him where he, he, you know, kind of build that trust in a way. We definitely got mm-hmm. fatherly Hunter back this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He definitely put dad, dad hat back on hard, hard. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, they talked to, to Gunji and let him know that they never had those chips put in their heads. They mm-hmm. never went through with the order. Order 66 had no effect on them. Um, that's why they aren't part of the empire and that's why they're going to help him. Yeah. And to, and help him get to wherever he wants to go. So, and where he wants to go is home. He wants to go to cash. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they get there and we get to see some guys, which I was surprised to see. Um, mm-hmm. Trandoshans. Thank you, yeah. man. I, I, every time I get, to, <laughs> it's like every time I get to a, a name of something specific, which I've only said a million times beforehand. I know. Suddenly, my brain goes blank. <laughs> Trandoshans. We see a bunch of Trandoshans. Like the guy leading them, though, he was in the Trandoshan, was he? The one that was throwing out all the orders because he did not look like the rest of them. Was he also a Trandoshan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he didn't look like them at all. They made him more understandable too. He spoke more basic without the lizard lisps. Yeah, so that's what made me think that he wasn't Trandoshan. Like he was a, a, a alien race that was close to them, but not specifically Trandoshan. Yeah, no, yeah, Trandoshan uh, Venomore. Huh, Venomore. Sorry, yeah. Interesting. Anyways, Trandoshans are out there capturing, burning, doing all the Empire's bidding. You know, on the AT-AT tanks with yep. clone troopers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. They got the whole, those group mixed in there together, just going out, trying to find these, uh, the Wookiees. And, uh, of course, the uh, Bad Batch and Gunji find uh, a group of them, and uh, they Dismantle him because Gunji's not going to sit around and, and watch it happen. But a big difference between the rest of the season and the rest of the Bad Batch in general to now is there was a lot of murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. There of was death. no stun there were on no, this episode. No. Stuns <laughs> were indiscriminate blasters. There was no mm-hmm. stunning this episode. Yeah. Well, every Trandoshan they were shooting at, they didn't care. It's not, there wasn't their brothers. There but like I specifically, I, like, I was trying to see when the clones went down, and I don't think they stunned the clones. I think they shot all the clones. Yeah, which is a, I think that's a that's kind of a first. Yeah, it would be. You know what? I didn't pay attention. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up watching that episode one more time because yeah. the kids haven't watched it yet, and I'm gonna have to specifically pay attention so now, to that part of it. Yeah, now I have to also see if they uh, if they shoot the clone. Yeah, clone troopers or clone whatever the clones that are the stormtroopers now there too. I'm gonna have to see what's up with that. Uh, but yeah, for sure, I did notice that that they were shooting all the Trandoshans. They weren't they weren't stunning them. There was mm-hmm. there was shoot shoot shooty shoot, blasty blast. Um, pew pew. And uh, Gunji busted out his lightsaber and started cutting mm-hmm. everything up too. Mm-hmm. So, which just led to the rest of the units that were on Kashik to notice, especially the leader guy, to see that the uh, slashes on the tanks mm-hmm. were. Uh, lightsaber slashes. So they doubled the, or proceeded to really, really have to go after the uh, Wookiees, which just leads to a big showdown. And of course, you know, with some crafty tribal uh, skills and using some of the um, speak to the trees, Derek. Right. Oh yeah, you gotta pray. Uh huh. Yeah. No, don't pray to the. You talk to. Was the it trees. talking to him? Talk it looked to like the they trees. were praying to me. No, just yeah. talking to the trees. Um, using some of the uh, fauna of the planet, you know, they they ended up fighting. I love the dialogue too. After that. the trees have an idea, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Lord of the Rings, the Ents. You know, I don't know how much lore they have for Wookies, uh, as far as whether they have that kind of uh, dru- druidic druidic kind of religion thing where you know they're one with the the 
planted and the plants and they can talk to the plants or not. So the, the praying, speaking to the trees was the first for me to see. Um, but in some of the older games, which there's some throwbacks to Knights of the Old Republic in this game, which features uh, you're able to travel to Kashyyyk. Um, and they talk about like the Wookiee culture living amongst the trees, mm-hmm. the Shadowlands, which is supposed to be like the ground floor of the forest. Because in the game, they all live in the uppers of the trees. Um, but yeah, this is the first time that I've seen the the whole talking to the trees. Yeah, see, and I knew that part of it too that you just mentioned. I knew that about Kashyyyk, but you know, once Disney took over Star Wars, all that stuff became legend and not not canon anymore. anymore. It, it's canon so. legend there. It's canon now. Oh, what they changed their mind on all that stuff now? Well, they holy uh, <laughs> they <even laughs> keep up these days. <laughs> they're, they're 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 picking and pulling what they want. Yeah. Like, oh we, sure. Like yeah. in this episode, the spider monsters that we encounter are from Knights of the Old Republic. They're Kinras, which you fight on Kashyyyk in the original Knights of the Old Republic game. Okay. So like, well, as I'm, soon as I saw them, I'm like, yes, yes, legacy stuff is coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, which we've I mean, seen them do before, like with Thrawn and, and stuff like that. Yep, yep. No, they, I mean, they're I, them cherry picking all the best, of course. I mean, why would yeah, they do absolutely. that? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And everything else they don't like, they're like, well, that's just legend, whatever. We can change it if we want to for the factual canon, canonized stuff. Um, which, you know, fine. They, they own the IP. Do what you want. Just mm-hmm. keep doing it well, which that's, we're debating that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that but, they yeah. can pull away from legend whenever they want and make it canon. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, no, the cherry picking all the great stuff. Yeah, no, I'm all for it. Keep doing it. Why not? It's there. It'll make people happy. And it's already proven to be a, a good idea and good stories. So, mm-hmm. you know, or background material, any of that stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the whole communing with the tree thing, that was a new thing for me too. I didn't know that was that kind of thing at all so and then yeah and seeing them on the ground and whatever they were riding to those big old beasties yeah uh whatever those Giant, were big eared tag tree climbing tigers the, yeah i'm not I wasn't familiar with those either bat tiger yeah they look climbing. like uh dengars dungars but those are like but with legs you know because they had the big ears mm-hmm. like that yeah so uh but they did proceed to end up uh retiring everybody who was on Kashik. Yeah. The creature was is called a marauder. Mm. What cruiser? Their cruiser? No, 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 the creature. That 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 the Wookiee's on? Oh. A marauder. Oh. oh, okay. They're running out of names. Yeah. Well, there the, you go. The bat face thing, mm-hmm. the bat ear mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Mm. All right. Well. And now you know. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. All right. Um I mean, what is there to say? I mean, we got to see Wookiees. We got to see them fighting. We got to see, I mean, I, I like this episode for just for that alone. I, anytime I see more Wookiee stuff, that makes me happy because Chewbacca has been my favorite since I was a kid. And yeah. so seeing all this stuff. And a Jedi Wookiee. Yeah. Made me happy. I think there's one instance of really important dialogue that might be the first time we get an inkling of where the show's going this season. When Hunter's talking to uh, the female Wookiee leader, uh, he, he, he's talking about Gunji and uh, Omega, and he says, you know, every kid should have a home. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, in a time of war, that's not going to happen. So we're finally going to get that. Oh, are they going to find a home? Or are they going to go to war? Uh, uh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe they'll finally have to, like, come to that mm-hmm. consensus of we're going to have to end this fight if we ever want peace. We need to do something. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was alluding to when we first started talking about this particular episode and what you were saying earlier, I think this is going to be where they decide to, excuse me, uh, do something of consequence with what they have of their existence at this point in time. So, I mean, you have to try and remember too, these clones at this point in time have been alive for how long? 10, 15 years, maybe. At that, maybe at most. So, you know, you have to try and keep in mind that they don't have that same level of maturity that you would expect from someone who looks like that. So that might explain some of the, uh, 
wishy-washiness of, well, I mean, this is kind of easy right now and we don't want to stir the pot. We're just trying to hide, you know, part of what's going on. Uh, but them coming to the realization that something needs to be done, especially since Omega is still a child, even though she's older than them, technically. Um, so it can't be even that long. Can't be 15 years because mm-hmm. she doesn't look like she's that old either. Um, that something needs to be done to so that they can have a home. So, yeah. I'm hoping that the fact that they had this fight, that they saved this Jedi and a Wookiee mm-hmm. and took on the Empire head on and took the stun stun off and went to full blaster mode might uh, kickstart the rest of the season into some kind of direction where they join the rebellion at some point or in some way start actively fighting against the Empire and doing something of some of some note. And then where that leads, I mean, that's that's a broad spectrum that it could be uh, lead to. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that makes me excited to see what they're going to do. Because I'm pretty sure in the broad strokes of the thing, Filoni might have a few words as to where that needs to end up. So Well, and, and I'm looking at the, the uh, title of the next two coming up and it looks like that we're going to get a double a double bill next week we're going to get two episodes they're both marked for release on the 8th um mm. uh, they're called the clone conspiracy and truth and consequences maybe maybe would just you know if you want to read into it there could be something going on right there sounds like some heavy topics yeah yeah because it's supposed to be like a mid-season break not a big break like you would get with like walking dead where it's like four months away but literally like maybe a week or two break i think one week <laughs> not really a break they're yeah. just doubling them up <clears throat> all right yeah so anyway what you look like you have something i have something for when we're talking about the show the bad batch related but okay all right anyway um they they like i said what we just pointed out, you know, they, mm-hmm. they do get kick out, kick off, kick the empire, at least out of their sector of Kashik for now. Mm-hmm. Um, those of us longtime Star Wars fan that did a lot of background stuff know that things went very ugly on Kashik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Not likely the happy ending you're all hoping for. No, mm-hmm. it, it, it got pretty, pretty bad, which is how uh, Chewbacca ended up running into Han Solo in the first place. So part of me almost hoped did slightly hope that Chewbacca would have been in that group. I know that would have been a little ridiculous, but I couldn't help myself. Like I said, Chewbacca has been my favorite character since I was a kid. Yeah. And anytime he pops up in anything Star Wars, it makes me happy like a little child again. Mm-hmm. So um, part of me was kind of hoping that he'd be there, but that's fine. He wasn't there. I wasn't terribly disappointed. There was still a lot of Wookiees and, and you know some fights and stuff. So that was cool for me just as uh, my own personal Star Wars fandom uh, slice of pie goes so um, but yeah basically that's where that's where that ends up and uh, we and those two ominous titles that Udi just told us that's what's coming next week mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. is what we got looking well now I'm kind of looking forward to that I want to see what's going to happen like I am hopeful that this is going to turn around like I said it last year when at the end of season one those of you who've been listening to us you know you guys know that we weren't fans of season one but we were hopeful that like the other star wars uh, animation that season two would turn things around and make it so that we very much enjoyed the series so um i'm still hopeful for that Mm -hmm. and and maybe it's going to start this next next two episodes but there have been fun things I, I, this entire the last six episodes haven't been an entire waste of time i don't think um, there have been things that I've enjoyed of it, and uh, I don't regret watching all of them, except for maybe Entomb. That's the only one that really bothers <laughs> yeah, me so far. Rough. Um, the tri- like I said, the tribe, in my opinion, is definitely probably the second best episode mm-hmm. of the season behind uh, the lone soul or the, the lone trooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the solitary clone. Solitary clone. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. that that that's on a pretty high pedestal. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. like that is S tier yeah. for a Bad Batch episode. That yeah. one was really good. Yep. Yep. So, uh, all right. Well, I was that saves me asking how you guys felt about this episode. <laughs> so now we, I pretty much figured that's how you guys felt about it. So, is there anything about this episode you guys want to add to, or are we ready to move on? No, I think we covered it all. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, Chad, what did you find? Uh, just as as we were talking, I'm, I I find out that uh, as a toy collector, they're doing Bad Batch Black Series toys, but they're not doing them modeled off of the cartoon. They're modeled off of Tamora Morrison, and I happen to come across oh. the Wrecker one, and it's terrifying <laughs> because it's like a mix oh. of Tamara Morrison and the cartoon, wow. and it's scary looking. <laughs> wow. So we're not going to get an Omega. <laughs> if you did, it would look like Tamara Morrison in a wig, probably. That's pretty. Well, it doesn't have to be that bad. They could change it. I mean, oh, wow. There is, gosh darn it, I forgot to mention one thing, which I said I was going to. The animation um, mm. in Tribe, it really struck me that at some it set, at several points looking at it, it very much felt to me like it could be a live action shot. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they have moved away from that Clone Wars kind of patchy uh, color that they put on everything. That more of a sketchy sketch kind mm-hmm. of look on things, and they're they are turning it into more and more of a realistic look when it comes to the armor, the lighting, the ships, the the atmosphere, the planets. All that look is starting to look a lot more live action kind of shots. There were a couple particular frames, mainly the wider scenery shots of Kashyyyk and the Wookiee uh, village, and those looked like just hyper-realistic art. Like like mm-hmm. you said, it, it looked like you know it was real and not a Star Wars cartoon at all. Yeah, looked, so looked better than Episode Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah so moving, mm-hmm. it's definitely moving away from it. I mean, and also when they were coming into that uh, uh, orbital platform to do the uh, drop off with it with the. Uh, Robot or the the droid. I keep calling them robots. The droid traders. Um, when they were coming down off of their ship and standing there with that lighting, like everything looked very realistic to me, except for their faces, obviously mm-hmm. because they're you're animated. But if you were were to have stuck a normal human head in that spot, it would have looked like a normal live action shot. I I felt so. I was you know <laughs> I was that took me by surprise because they're seems like they're moving further and further away from animated clone wars era to a more realistic live action era so or if you, even if you didn't see a character it'd be like oh that's one of the sets from mando or exactly. ahsoka yep. or something yep 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 so anyways that yeah that was the one thing i was going to talk about as far as the technical side of the the whole series or the episode for these last couple weeks went so anyway all right well I think that's pretty much it as far as uh these past these last three episodes also and you guys know why it took us so long to get around to doing these last three episodes too uh we've all had stuff that we've been doing and just haven't been able to get together seen uh we all have normal <laughs> day lives and uh podcasting isn't our one and only job that we do so uh that's why sometimes we're not as consistent as we'd like to be but here we are and uh we we try to get here as often as possible so Anyway, um, do we have any Star Wars news coming up? Yeah, there's a lot of news, but I'm, I'm going to do just a few that I think are important to, to us and maybe our listeners. Well, first of all, a lot of the actors are being announced for celebration already in April. I won't even get into that, but the, the cool one is Anakin's actually doing, or Anakin, mm-hmm. Hayden is actually doing a autograph session and photo, which he didn't do last year even though he was there. So that a lot of people are excited and bummed because they're in London. Yeah. But uh, one of the mm-hmm. big news is uh, Star Wars Visions Volume 2 got a release date, and that'll be on May the 4th. Nice. So, yeah, so we also got oh, the studios. Exciting. And uh, like we've said before, this isn't just a sequel or season two of Japanese anime. There's uh, animation studios from all over the world, Africa, Chile, Brazil, U.S., so they announced. Uh, so here's the studios: Cartoon Saloon, uh, Punk Punk Robot, M3 Studio, uh, Dart Shataro, Triggerfish, Art Ardman Studio, something I can't say because it's in French. Eighty eight and uh, Gurry Studios. El Gurry. Which was the French one? And I can't. I can't say because I don't have my glasses. So. On, Studio La Cachete. Cachete. What? Cachete. 
Yeah. And uh, I'm actually kind of excited because I think one of these studios is actually the studio that does like uh, the Wallace and Gromit. Oh, (laughs) no. I think that seems pretty cool. So. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> that look yeah, it's and that like style. That claim. Like it's like a claymation kind of thing. It is like a chete. Oh. Yeah. And um, so the, I mean, just that we got a date for that. I think is pretty exciting. No, that is exciting. Yeah, because um, we all loved. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we all loved. Udi said that was his favorite. Uh, yeah, the yeah. first season. The first season of Visions was was a delight. Yeah. For sure. And then for you gamer fans, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor got pushed back a little bit. But they just kind of revealed that they're going to have uh, fast travel and rideable creatures to get around quicker during hmm. the, the game. So I guess I could be excited. I don't know. Cool. I guess we'll find out. But then, of course, Mando's coming out March 1st. They released oh. an awesome little hype video, yep. a brand new poster, which is iconic already. I mean, it's, it's him standing with a dark black saber. So dark oh. saber is just... I'm ready for I the Filoni so right for now. the Favreau <laughs> to double punch to the face. I really am. I really am. I'll double punch you to the face. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't need your. I need oh, okay. Favreau and Filoni one. That's oh, the only one I'll sorry. take. I misunderstood. I thought you just no, wanted uh-huh, a double uh-huh. punch to the yep. face. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, that's what's coming up. We got Mando March fourth. First March first. Sorry, I was com- I was. Com- combining may may 4th and march 1st uh mando march 1st visions season two march may 4th see it's getting messed up may 4th visions i think ahsoka's still going to be late may in my opinion nothing's been announced yet but i i think it's going to be that it might be a little further out actually it may be yeah i don't know we had they haven't given an, an official date right nope. no but it's supposed to be this year yeah, it's supposed to be the right. It's supposed to be this spring summer. Yeah, it's been wrapped already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Skeleton yeah. crew just wrapped. Acolytes almost done. Yep, filming. Um, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming. And cool. different studio. We've talked about this before, but all the stuff that's been announced from James Gunn, I think, will even shake up Lucasfilm. Yep, yep. So, I, I concur. Which gets me excited. What? What are we talking about? No, no. War- war- what happened, what's been going on in, in Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and them pushing the DC, mm-hmm. I think this is going to kick Lucasfilm and Marvel in the tail and be like, time to step up your game, everybody, yeah. everybody. Like, you can't sit on your hands anymore. Gunn, if you have been. Not James saying they Gunn, been, yeah. who's a very... He doesn't, he doesn't keep... I, he's, he, the way I'm he, aware of that, yeah. that guy. Yeah. And so his... I mean, he shares... You know, mm. stuff that normal studios will, oh, we, we, we want to keep that to the side. He, he did a five-minute video of everything that's coming out phase one mm-hmm. for DC. And mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. So, yep. and I think if... Do we want to start talking about DC right now? I would. Cause, yeah. <laughs> I no, mean, I, we'll start with Peacemaker. Yeah. No. yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but the, the way he's approaching how they share stuff and announce stuff, I think is really going to, mm-hmm. I think, kick... Like Udi said, Lucasfilm and even Marvel kind of like, all right, we don't have to be so secretive and everything. Yeah. Let's get like, the right people in these positions. Like, and- like go go to the fandom and like we we they always hype, right? But like really, like okay, let's let's hype you and then like grab you and kind of be like and come on into the fold a little bit more. So the biggest difference between James Gunn and what's happens with Star Wars, James Gunn has just been handed the reins and they're going to let him do whatever he wants mm-hmm. because they want him to take DC above and beyond where it's been because it has been stuck in almost great for so long. Oh my God. It's like on that treadmill or Groundhog Day. Like we're almost there and then we're back. But the things that he has done, Suicide 2, Peacemaker have been amazing. I have, I can, I can watch those over and over. Mm -hmm. I love all of it. I think it's, it's great. And it's not the same type of humor that you see in Marvel because they take the gloves off and it's definitely darker Mm -hmm. uh, adult humor, not meant for kids totally different kind of vibe but uh and i'm and james gunn excels at that even though he did absolutely wonderful in guardians mm-hmm. did guardians of the galaxy great and that's and that's been the offbeat fun side of marvel mm-hmm. okay and now they just lost him <laughs> too bad for them <laughs> yeah they should have done better mm-hmm. disney should have done better now they're on he's on the competition side and they know what he's capable of oh yeah especially if they're going to give him full creative reign oh he yeah has killed everything so 
and they're going to the let him vision too. They're going to let him announce whatever he wants to announce. Now, then you have Disney. You have a giant machine where mm-hmm. things want to be talked about and can't get canceled. We had a long list of Star Wars projects that were coming, and at least five of them are gone. Yep. Right in that ballpark, yep. somewhere around yep. there, just gone. So. I don't think they want to share too much before they have it like we got everybody signed up. We're getting like done deal kind of stuff because they don't want to find themselves in that situation again where the fans go, you said you were going to do this and now you guys suck because you took it away from us. Yeah. Kind of situation. So I don't I don't think comparing the two is entirely fair. James Gunn can do whatever he wants because Warner Brothers knows that he can he can't do worse than what they've done. I think it's it's impossible for him <laughs> to do worse than what they've done. So they're gonna just let him run with it. Whereas Disney side, they've got a lot more riding on on what they do, I think. Well, that's kind of what what the whole point of of what Joey brought up. You're proving the point that I think this may may push disney and going look this big corporate red tape you know monstrosity that we have to make a movie or make an animated series or make anything needs to be cut cut away we need to be able to to do something better and go back into the creatives and so and and let somebody like that that was the beauty of, of marvel phase you know the first four phases was or phase first three phases was feige just he was the guy. It was all new. It hadn't been done. Well, before. yeah, but but, but the Go thing is, it. yeah, but the thing is, you had that that central brain, and then we had that at the beginning with this new chapter with Mandalorian, and it's been for many different reasons been kind of hasn't been centralized that's why i keep on hoping that that with the example we can go back to and disney will go look at at what james gunn is going to do it looks like he's going to do and go like okay we need to go back to where we were which was over there because that is successful and that's why i keep on hoping put 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 favreau let him be the guy the star wars guy he will push and 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 go this is what's getting done not kathleen kennedy favreau I, no, knew no, that, no. I knew it was no, going to no. end up there eventually. Yeah, no, not, not, get, not yeah, not, and, and not even, <laughs> and he doesn't even, I mean, I would love it if he was, if he was in charge of, of Lucasfilm, but he, put him in like what Filoni and creative, like that is where he needs to be. So I, I hope, I hope that this will kick them in the tail and be like, we need to go back to where we were like Marvel. We have a blueprint to be successful that we've strayed from. In my opinion, let's come back. Let's come back. So we'll see. I think they've overdone it that blueprint at at some point everything gets stale eventually Mm -hmm. um to me the kick in the pants that disney should get from peter gunn running helming uh peter gunn (laughs) do 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 sorry i I always do that in my head (laughs) before i say james gunn i I just aged myself too with that (laughs) (laughs) with uh gun we're just gonna go with gun when the gun's in charge (laughs) um what I hope happens with Disney is that they go, we need to have more trust in the creative people that we have here that know what they're doing and let them go do it. We'll find out. Yeah. that That's the direction I think that will lead them in. Not, not necessarily the announcement of things or letting people know what's coming or not coming is giving the creative people who love the IP and always are trying to do their best. And you can always tell tell that the people who love Star Wars are the ones that are in there working on it. You know, I don't think we'd be getting the Star Wars that we're getting if mm-hmm. it wasn't for that fact. Not that it's all good, but people out there do love the stuff that even we don't love. And that's mm-hmm. cool. That's, again, that's awesome that Star Wars is still being, for the most part, well received, you know, uh, by, by fans, not critics. We don't care about critics. Um, so... You know them moving forward with all that stuff with with the creatives get the creatives in there keep putting their trust in the creatives keep finding the people who are creative and keep doing that which goes all the way back Udi, to walt disney mm-hmm. he was all about oh, yeah. the creative so oh, yeah is if they don't lose their way and they keep putting that trust in that i think they're going to continue to put out the good stuff and, and peter gunn will just be adding to the universe of creativity that will be awesome for all the fans that love that stuff so good job peter Peter Gunn. James Gunn. I did it again. <laughs> oh, man. I can't help it. I know. I can't help it. That's that's the first gun I ever knew was Peter Gunn. Yep. 
Uh, James got now, yeah, and he's dude. I I love all the stuff. He's I love done. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and if and if uh, you guys have never watched uh, either Suicide uh, Squad two, that's the one he did, or Peacemaker, very adult. Don't let your kids watch it. No. It's not for kids. Yeah. But if you like some dark humor and superhero stuff mixed into it, what a great show it is, and it's on par with The Boys when it comes to that's an Amazon thing, uh, adult superhero stuff dark side humor things which i also love i mean i i love the bright side the hope side that star wars gives but i also do like the dark side humor stuff too so and when it crosses uh the boundaries <laughs> with all the geeky stuff it's even better so yeah all right anyway anyways <laughs> good stuff though enough of that all right so um wow next week we got two episodes hopefully we'll be able to get back together and talk about those two and i'm, I'm hoping there'll be some good subjects mm-hmm. that'll give us things to think about and talk about yep so anyways uh like i said before you guys have anything that you want to uh, comment with us uh you agree disagree something that we might have missed uh a different point of view share with us we're always happy to hear from you guys and um i think with that from this covert of four, this is the way. This, this is, is the way. way.